Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports with Mike and Jesse. Today for episode 77, we are going to give our opinions on NHL free agency, talking about all the big fish and how we think it's going to affect the new teams, how it's going to affect the old teams, how it's going to affect the players going forward. Also, the Lakers win the NBA title, so we'll talk some about those about that series, about Jimmy Butler leaving it all on the floor, LeBron, LeBron possibly cementing more of his legacy to be right up there with Jordan. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. We're going to talk about some NHL free agency. There wasn't as many much dollars this this time. It's it's like the, mm-hmm. the cap didn't move or something. Yeah, flat Ooh, cap era. Flat cap era. Um, COVID but era. There, but there were some uh, big signings. Uh, not a lot of long-term signings, which I think is good for both the player and the team. I know I know players like to secure the bank and, and get that guaranteed money, but if... if you want to win. I would. I would never sign myself being a non-athlete. I would never sign anywhere for more than like three or four years. <laughs> myself being a non-athlete, I would want multiple years because I'm going to deteriorate quickly <laughs> in, into that contract. Like probably by year two, I will be on the downfall. So I'm going to need long-term <laughs> support Long, there. Long-term stability. Yeah, I'm not going to be betting on myself too often. <laughs> but I respect players that do. So we're going to kind of just run through like the like the. Six or seven free agent signings that kind of caught our attention. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the two flame signings. Uh, but the big one, the big fish was Alex Petrangelo, who signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. Seven years, $61.6 million. Mad Vegas knows how to woo these guys, hey? Yes, they do. Every single time, like even, even when they trade for guys, every single time I read about uh, player A is touring the Vegas... Uh, communities within 24 hours that guy signs yeah uh and i don't know if communities is a strip club down there (laughs) but whatever they're doing works they're one of the things they're doing is they're in a state with no state tax so that's very helpful it's also one of the fastest growing uh cities in the in the united states at least pre-covid i don't know what all the numbers are now and i guess it's got one of the best public school systems in the country for the U.S. So for, paid, for guys... Paid for by the rest of the world. Right? <laughs> and for, for guys that that are like uh, Petrangelo, who's in his 30s, that's a big deal. Oh, it, it's got everything going for it. It's a competitive team, for one. It's in what a lot of people feel to be a great city. No state tax. Like you said, great public schools. They have a lot going for them there. And and I think the most important thing is that they are a very competitive team early on in their existence. Yeah, I love, I love the aggressiveness that they've shown since they came into the league. Like, every year they're going out... And they're finding impact guys to, mm-hmm. to push them over the top, you know. That is so anti what the San Jose Sharks, Ducks, yeah. Wild, Blue Jackets, Predators that took for fucking ever to do anything. And it all has to do with winning, right? When yeah. when they're winning, now they can woo these guys. Like, no, if you're if you're an elite free agent, you don't want to go to a to a San Jose Sharks team that won like four games in their first year or something. That's right. Um, I love the signing for Vegas. They obviously had to give up um, Nate Schmidt to Vancouver to make uh, make it work uh, dollars-wise. Mm-hmm. But they've got their number one D-man, which they've been searching for since they came into the league. I love the signing for them. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I think on the last few years of it, you might not like it as much. But I don't. That, but that doesn't matter to me, honestly. A lot of these times, you, you can overanalyze these contracts to death, saying, "Oh, maybe they overpaid in years, you know, four, five, and six or seven. But it's just, you know, you got to pay to get these guys. 
That's what buyouts are for. It's just they money. happen all the fucking time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what buyouts are for. For sure. Uh, but I uh, and he's changed his number to number seven. Lucky number seven. For seven year contract. For a seven year contract, <laughs> and it's Vegas. Our, you know, our illustrious Twitter account called this at nine fifty nine on the day of free agency that he would be signing with Vegas. That is true. Yeah. That is true. We put it out there. People got to listen. Uh, it's a quick sidebar. Uh, this guy also predicted the Lakers to win the NBA title. So hello, uh, that's that's on this podcast. You have gotten the two champions before the season. Before the season, Mike predicted Raptors last year. I predicted Lakers this year. You, everyone, should be listening to this for futures betting. And you just have to figure out which one of us is right. That that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because he did pick Clippers. <laughs> that's true. I did. I did pick Clippers. Yes. I was on the Kawhi train after Toronto. I didn't think that guy was stoppable, especially uh, when you had it, Paul but, George with him. But it wasn't him. It nope. wasn't him. It was the rest of the team kind of just let him down for sure. You know. It, I think that just goes to show you what a great overall team that Raptors group was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next big signing or no? <laughs> this signing is just weird. Taylor Hall. One year to the Buffalo fucking Sabres for $8 million. I, I, I haven't known what the Sabres have been doing for a long time. And I don't hate this from them. I'm, it's just weird. It's unexpected. If you're prognosticating this, nobody is going to say that that was something they predicted. He said that when it came to free agency, he's going to prioritize winning. That was a lie. And then he picked Buffalo. Now, like, I'm assuming Buffalo probably gave him the most amount of dollars within a, within one season. Yes, I agree. What is what probably happened, yeah. and he figured playing with Eichel is not a bad, bad bad bet to boost your stats, hopefully. The only thing is injury. Injury will kill your entire plan if that happens. But, like, in my head, like, and I don't know what Joe Sackick, if you even talked to him. But, I wonder, like, yeah. If Sackick talked to him, and if it was one year, $6 million, why the fuck wouldn't you go to the Avalanche? You don't think Absolutely. playing with Nathan McKinnon would boost your fucking stats? That's an interesting point. I want, how could, And you'd be winning! It almost seems like Colorado didn't want him, based Ooh. on this, because... Because you're you're 100% right. Why wouldn't he go there even for uh, I mean, he could have got multiple years there, I'm sure, if, if they wanted to because if they have the space. But even doing this exact same deal in Colorado would have been would have made more sense. Yeah. Just strange. I, even Boston was, I guess, in on him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a proven winner. Um, I just It's just curious. It, curious because this came right out of left field. Yeah. I did not expect it at all. I wonder what else is going on there. I wonder if he's like point one percent of a buffalo bills owner or something now because it's contract maybe yeah. there's something in the back room that the, <laughs> the pakula's pulled out and they said here you want to own josh allen yeah there you go there you go uh next big signing tory krug signed with the blues seven years 45.5 million dollars there's your petrangelo replacement which they did before petrangelo uh signed anywhere yeah so they just they moved on they're like they're done yeah uh, i think with, that i think that petrangelo contract took a while to come together i think they had i think they probably had an agreement several days before it was actually signed and announced because it seemed like it took a while but yeah it, it almost seemed like a foregone he conclusion needed to see the communities yeah. mike yeah he needed Jeez. to sit in the classrooms and see what the That's right. what they're getting learned uh so what do you think tory krug for st louis you like it don't like it What's... yeah i like i like it it's it's i'm i'm happy that the flames weren't in on either of these guys when i look at the contract both really good players i have a lot of respect for both of them but when you look at talking about the two defense i'm talking about the two defensemen yeah petrangelo and and krug and i mean it's just great players it's just a really long-term commitment to them 
I like Petrangelo better than Krug. I, I find Krug is more offensive-minded, which is great, but I find Petrangelo is more overall uh, well-rounded. But and, it, and, it doesn't bother me that the Flames weren't in on either of these and guys. Petrangelo is only one year older. Like, it's yeah. not even like... Krug, Krug was a late developer yeah. into the league. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I don't get what Boston did. They didn't do anything. For a team that Krejci, after they got eliminated, was saying that the window was closing... Mm-hmm. We're not going to have too many cracks at this. Sweeney didn't do much to that's true address anything. You know, like he went out and got I think Craig Smith as like a third line center, yeah, or something like that. Not, a, that's, not a high impact, yeah. Guy. And he lets Krug walk. He doesn't. He doesn't land Petrangelo. He doesn't land Taylor Hall. It's just like and and you just and I don't know if you saw it today, but Pasternak and and Marchand might be out for the first little bit of the next season. Oh, I didn't if it hear starts that. in January. So why, why both of them? Individual uh, injuries? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Pasternak is a shoulder, and Marchand, I can't remember what his was. Interesting. Well, yes. that's not going to go So it's just strange. And, I mean, I guess that the, the disconnect would be Krejci's opinion doesn't necessarily have to match up with management's. Management might be like, yeah, the window is closing, but... It's it's gonna close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, it is what it is. Yeah, but but that that even more to your point now. Why wouldn't why weren't they in on Taylor Hall? Or maybe they were. Taylor Hall said no. But it, it, it's weird that Taylor Hall picked Buffalo out of everything. Yes, and that that's the thing. We'll never we won't learn for for years, if ever. You know, if ever, yeah. uh, if how many people were in on Taylor Hall? Yeah, you know, like it always. You know, like even the uh, when Gretzky got traded to L.A. Uh, like it didn't come out till much later that Vancouver was also in on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. just didn't off pony up enough cash for sure. Yeah, you know that hey. that that was it. Interesting. You know? So like that, and that that's and you go back and you think about it, and and how how things would change if you went to Vancouver instead of L.A. Like, Amazing. would there have been expansion as much into the southern states? Right. Because he's he's and I think rightly so. He's credited with with popularizing hockey. Hundred percent, you know, down in, the in, in this those in the California area and, and yeah. leading to the boom, right? Yeah, um, it changed changed everything in in Cali- in the state of California for one, but it also a guy like Austin Matthews would say that he he's the reason he plays hockey is because Gretzky was an L.A. King. Yep. So yep, it has a, had a lot of effect across the states, and it's probably why their program is as good as it is now. Their hockey program, so makes sense. Uh, so Pittsburgh traded Matt Matt Murray to Ottawa, and then Ottawa signed him to a four year, twenty five million dollar deal. Uh, sure. That that's a let's get to the cap floor move yeah. to me. Yeah, um, he's, he's twenty six. So for the next four years, he he kind of he's, he's a guy you can put in in the net. Yeah. That's, that's a fine move for for sure. Ottawa. I'm not sure what you have in Matt Murray. Like I mean, like, he's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. I know that, mm-hmm. but but I'm not sure exactly what you have in him still. If that makes any sense, he seemed to have a lot of like he he almost seemed to have the yips mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, just steal a baseball term. Yeah. But, so, but very accurate for a goaltender. Uh, who else can we talk about here before we do some flame stock? Uh, Braden Holpe to the Canucks, two years. Uh, two years, 8.6 million total, so 4.3 per. And that was a rumor that was out beforehand, is that before Holpe even signed with the Canucks, is that Lundqvist was going to be going to Washington. Yeah, I think, yeah. I know Elliot Friedman. That, that was like the worst kept secret yeah, in the league. Yeah, So exactly. like Holpe knew. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Lundqvist signed for, for cheap too. It was like $1.5 Yeah, absolutely. There's probably, I mean, it's probably a good move for Washington because at this point, 
Holtby's probably the the better goaltender, being a little bit younger, but still, I mean, I don't think there's a huge difference between Lundqvist, Lundqvist and Holtby right Lundqvist now. Lundqvist has point. had he's a his last couple of years is still like besides this past year, but yeah. but he's still been solid. Where Holtby is, has regressed, he's declined a lot. So and, and he had a far he had a ways to go because he was so elite. So it maybe it looks like he's fallen a lot more, but yeah. he definitely has regressed. That's for sure. Uh, and he's an annual cap of four point three. So that's you know that's. What you kind of expected? He's not elite anymore. He's he's the he's there in case Thatcher Demko um, yeah. doesn't have it or yeah, exactly. is having trouble. And and Thatcher Demko's young too, so he'll need he won't be able to play a full load like you're a, like a one A goaltender or anything. Yeah. Um. So I think Tyler Toffoli goes to Montreal. To Montreal, yeah. Um. Again, Vancouver loses. Vancouver lost uh, three guys, which were which were pretty big guys. Like Markstrom, they have Demko to replace him. Yeah. Tanev. Uh, at the time, they didn't have anybody, but then they traded for Schmidt, so you got a replacement. But they don't have anybody to replace or uh, replace Toffoli, no. and he worked really well. He was a really nice fit on that line, yeah, yeah. with uh, Pedersen there. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to why they did that. Um, but he went to Montreal four years, seventeen million, and Montreal also just re-upped Gallagher uh, for six point two five million a oh, season I for six that. years. Okay, yeah, good. they did that yeah. today. Yeah. So <laughs> Mark, Mark Bergevin throwing money around. He don't care. That guy is. Being a GM, like he's on his last kick yes. of the can here. He's been told to make the playoffs, from what Elliot Friedman says. Like that is yeah. the mandate, and the actual playoffs, not sneaking in the twelfth seed in the East. <laughs> you know, like like actually make the playoffs. So he's he's going for it. What did you think of that contract to Josh Anderson? Did you see that? that thing? To me, that was dumb. I have no idea what's going on. And I'm there. not gonna lie, when I saw it. The first thing I said is this the same Josh Anderson I'm thinking of. Yeah. Cuz I thought it might have been a different guy. And yep. then looking and I'm like, "Okay, like he hasn't done shit in Columbus. Like yeah. like he's got He had a 20 goal season. Yeah. And he's big and strong, but he was I think he was injured most of last year. Yeah, he only had like like yeah. less than 5 goals last yeah. year, but he was injured. He so. was he was big time on the Flames radar. He Brad Tree Living absolutely loved that guy. Brad Tree Living can't say no to a power forward. That's true. Except this year, he, <laughs> he he didn't get one because he spent his money elsewhere. Thank God. I think he put a call into Troy Brower just to see. <laughs> just to see yeah. Troy. Yeah. Troy, you want to Troy, come my back? boy. You want to come back, man? Come on. Um, all right, so let's talk Flames here. So talk one that left. T.J. Brody left the Flames to go to the Leafs. Four years, twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I heard on uh, the radio this morning, the Fan 960, and I think it was Christopher Stieg was on. Yeah. And he made a great point. He's like, when a guy has been in a on a team for so long, the fan base and the media tend to harp on the negative. And, yeah. and they lose sight of what that person does well. 100%. And TJ Brody was definitely a victim of that because he did he still did things well and I and I was guilty of it too. Yeah. You know, I me would too. look I would look at a lot of the negative things and I'm like, oh my god, Brody, like what are you doing? Yeah. But he did so many things well. Also, they kept on playing him on his offside. They kept on trying to force him onto the left because he's left handed yeah. and he preferred playing the right. Yeah. And that drives me insane. Like as a coach, you gotta put your players in a position to succeed, not in like could you imagine if Washington was like Ovechkin? We know you're right-handed, but uh, we don't like you playing the left. We yeah, need exactly. You the right. I know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, Ovechkin. And, like, and I'm not comparing Ovechkin to Brody, but I'm just no. saying they didn't change him. They yeah. said this is who you are. Let's put you in a position to succeed. If more teams would do that, 
you would see more reclamation projects. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think to the Flames coaching staff credit, they they eventually gave up that experiment. They're, they're like, okay, that's not working. Yeah. You don't like it. It's not working for anybody. Let's just put them back on the right side, being a left-handed shot. Some guys like that. They, 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 they see more passing lanes when they're on their off wing because they open up and all of a sudden it's a different view whereas they feel when they're on their their right side they're a little bit more closed off they don't have as many options so as an offensive minded player jess i understand this (laughs) um i think he's gonna be really good for the leafs uh he's i think he's better than tyson berry yes and overall yeah and and that's who he's replacing basically Uh, but I do think that media is going to just eat him alive. For sure. Like they do everybody. He was the, you know, if he thought he was the whipping boy here. here. And, yeah, and, you wait. Yeah, and I, wait. I'll admit that he was, rightfully or wrongfully. And it's because some of his errors were so, it, they were just obvious. Right? Were it, was, it was big time giveaways. It was egregious. Yeah. And it would be, the, the problem was within that game, he probably did 10 things, but there were little things, but he did them really well. Yep. But you didn't notice him. And that's the key with the defensive. But exactly. that, that fucking error was like, holy fuck. And, and then you try to think back of the good things and you don't remember because yeah. they weren't highlight reel. And you're like, this guy, all he does is give away the puck. Well, so that's, true. That's not what he does. But Perfect. that's all you remember. Exactly. You know? Yes. So. And, and then when he's playing good, nobody says anything. It's just yeah. silence on him. Yeah. But then you make that big error and it's like, oh, pile on time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tyson Berry went and signed in Edmonton. Yeah, one year, three point seven five million. Uh, my curious thing with Edmonton is they didn't get on the goalie carousel. They went and they back tried. with Mike Smith, and yeah. I'm just like, what? Why? And Edmonton fans are not happy with that. Um, Tyson Berry, I think, will be a good fit what's there. Their, what's their cap room? I just want to check here. Edmonton, where are you here? Edmonton has got. Oh, they got nothing. Okay, I was gonna say, well, why not Mark Andre Fleury? But that's because they have no room. Yeah. 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 And I, That's the worst position to be in. You're 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 struggling to make the playoffs year in year out, and you're cap you're capped out. Yeah, that's not good. Like Arizona being mm-hmm. over the cap. Yeah. Oh, like are, guys, aren't they still paying guys like Nathan Horton or someone like that? Like yeah, but it's 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 just oh yeah, I guess so. Then so then it would at the beginning of the season to go to long term IR and yeah. just come right off. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so talking flames. So. For me, the signing I really liked, obviously, was Jacob Markstrom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got six years, $36 million. Uh, Tanev, four years, $18 million, I am not sure about. Yeah. And I think it's more because I thought they should go after offense mm-hmm. more than defense. Yeah. I think that's, that's my issue with it. Yeah. But he's... In theory, he's going to be replacing TJ Brody on with Hannafin, is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yep. And he might fit better with Hannafin, being more of a stay-at-home kind of guy, where Brody and Hannafin kind of had mm-hmm. similar outsets. Uh, but I love the Markstrom thing. Uh, goalie has been a fucking sinkhole for this team since Kipper left. Yeah, they, they've gone through 11 or 12 goalies in that time, and it's just they've been trying different experiments. They've never They've never stepped up and paid for a true number one. It's always been a lot of... 1A type guys. Yeah. Brian Elliott comes to mind right yeah, away. Yeah, 1A, 1B. Like, yeah. we're going to go with a platoon or or yeah. a, a shared crease. They or were riding whatever. Chad Johnson like, for a while. And, and you know what? Uh, Riddick was better as a backup. You give yeah. him 22 to 25 games a season, or, or probably more than that, probably closer to 28 games. Yeah. And he was great in the role. But you gave him the starters reins, and it just didn't suit him. Some goal, some guys just can't fill that role. Markstrom was proved he could be a number one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, you, you, I'm excited about that too. because 
thank God they went out and addressed the need, and they paid for a good guy on the market. Yeah, you know, you're you, you're out of the goalie tandem discussion now. You're yes, not, you're not doing this one A one B conversation, and I think you're right. I think that puts Riddick in a in a great spot because he he struggles when he was either deemed the guy or when he was put into a big game situation. Albeit that was a tough one coming off the bench there and uh, in the playoffs, but you know he hasn't shown that when you put him in that big situation that he is big save Dave. Um, it's it the first in the first time in a long time, uh, the goaltending position for the Flames is not a weakness. That's it's that's great, man. you know. So that that's that's great to hear. And I think de- defensively, I think though, like as long as Shillington and Valimaki take steps, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, um, Valimaki, I think is going to take a big step this year. I think he would have last year if it wasn't for his injury. Yeah, I think he's going to take a big step. Fingers this year. crossed, he's he's healthy. Yeah, you know? he's playing good. He's playing in the Finnish league right now, and he's had multiple. Uh, consecutive multiple point games, I think. So he's he seems to be playing well oh, and developing nicely. Shillington is a bit of a a bit of a jeez, um, oh, what do you would you call it? A bit of a flyer, I guess you would say, yes. because he could go either way. I find yeah. uh, he's yeah. got a lot of work to do on the defensive side of but the I think puck, that, that, but he's got a ton of skill. And that's why they said they signed Petrovic. Yeah, right? that's that's the in case Shillington doesn't work out, he's the one that goes in yeah. with with Valimaki, right? The other, the other Alex P. Yeah, the other AP. Um, yeah. What do you think about Tanev? I, 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 I'm okay with it. I, okay I like that. It? I've always been a fan of his anyway. Um, not that this matters as much on the ice, although it does, but like he's always been known as a great locker room guy too. Like I see guys like him and, and Giordano getting along great. I think they're both from the Toronto area, so I think that they have a, a relationship too. But I like it. Yeah, you know, you could say maybe they maybe it's a slight overpay, but that's free you know, agency though. That's free right? agency. That's yeah, free agency. Exactly. I'm not gonna get into that. I, I find him and TJ Brody to be kind of similar players, although Tanev's a little bit bigger, probably a little bit better defensively, whereas Brody's a little bit smaller, but maybe a little bit better offensively. So yeah. I think they're they're very similar type of players, but I've always been a Tanev fan, so I like it. Um, I'm curious as to what they're going to do to address up front. Like, yeah. obviously, they got, they got $5 million in cap space, and they got... Uh, sorry, I'm just going to pull up their page on Cap Friendly here. They got... Who are their RFAs? They got Majapani to sign, Shillington to sign. Um, so with $5 million, Shillington shouldn't cost more than... 950k yeah. or something like that like he yeah. hasn't done much so i don't think he can be but, but like Manjipani's Manjipani's gonna Manjipani's eat up the rest of that like basically 2.53 million because he, yeah. he was earning one point something last year right so it's gotta his his gotta at least double if not triple yeah i wonder um, if that doesn't go to arbitration uh, yeah, just because the it, the fl- they have a history the flames have a history with Manjipani, and i think I think the ball is more. I think I think Mangiapane's got the hammer right now because he they signed him to a deal last year that you know the, the Flames had all the leverage, so he ended up signing a deal that you know he just accepted it essentially mm-hmm. when, he, when he was an RFA. Uh, but with the way he played last year and in the playoffs, he was a performer too. Like he's going to be asking for a lot. I think it could get messy in that one too. Uh, oh, and they signed Louis Domingue too. That's, as a good, a, that's a good insurance policy. Just, just an insurance policy in case Riddick doesn't work out. Is what I'm. Yeah. they're they're thinking right. Yeah, so. and they could use some help in the AHL as well too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so offensively, they must be counting on growth from yeah. everybody and consistency because uh, they're not going to have a lot of um, a lot of money left over once those free agency. Uh, or this RFA sign, 
They're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. They got ten, four. They'll have ten foreigns with Manjipani signs. So they're going to need three uh, AHL guys to come up, like a Zach Ronaldo, probably a Buddy Robinson, Glenn Godden type. Mm-hmm. Anything. Who, um, who, so. Jeez, who the heck just signed a one way deal with the Flames? It was It was a. Uh, they just signed Godden today, but that wasn't for a one-way contract. No, that wasn't a one-way. That was, uh, was it Froze? Uh, just looking here. I'll figure it out. Who the heck was that? I, it was. I remember being a little bit surprised that it was a one-way deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway. I, I um, so are that. they going to, do you think they're going to try to do a deal and, and deal like a Sean Monaghan or Johnny Gaudreau to get two or three pieces that are interesting lesser yeah. pieces to fill out God, the depth in the lineup. That's or? scary. I hate I hate taking a top end guy and then swapping them for three middling guys. That's yeah. like the worst for me. That that just feels like. Hopefully, you can find those middling type of guys in other areas because the the high end talent is not something that you can just pick up on a regular basis. So I hope if they're trading Gaudreau, they're getting. A high-end player back. Same with Monaghan, but I mean, I guess it's all situational, right? If they if, if it's two really good players that are going to help the team, it might make sense. But I definitely, to answer your question, I definitely think that those guys are both in play right now, and I think Treliving is trying to figure out what he can do to 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 make it work. Yeah, looking at his roster and thinking, what can he? What kind of buttons can he push to to push these guys to the next level? Yeah. I think a big thing is, to be quite honest, I know Gaudreau and Monaghan like playing on the same line. They need to split them up. Yeah, <clears throat> enough's enough with these guys. Um, and you know, yeah. we, we've given them enough leash over the years, and and now the team's gotten to the point where they're supposed to be a playoff contender year after year, <clears throat> and those two uh, seem to disappear. That, the that's the biggest thing is they're not there when you need them. So is it time to to break them up during the regular season and try to find some chemistry in other lines and spread out your scoring? Well, you know I'm okay with that. We've you been know, saying that for years. So I'm totally fine that, with that. That's going to be curious as to to what uh, what the Flames do that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. who and who knows? Like, I mean, Kachuk isn't exactly like a natural sniper the way Sean Monahan is, but maybe Johnny and and Matthew Kachuk have chemistry together. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, they just we never, don't even know. They've never even um, tried it. Like, like yeah. I, in my head, I'm like, why not do Lindholm, Kachuk and Gaudreau? And then on the, the second line, do Monahan, uh, Dubé and Backlund or something and make Monahan a wing. Yeah. It's weird how, and I, I know these guys like playing together and they get comfortable with each other, but it's weird how, how uh, unaccepting the flames organization has been about putting these lines in the blender and seeing what yeah. happens. Yeah. And and they'll do it for like a shift here and there, and you think, oh, maybe they're trying some. Yeah, stuff. It just but then the it game, all reverts back. It, it just within the game to shake it up, and then and then the next game they're back to status quo, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, fuck, like, yeah. And it feels like you guys shake it up like like out of ten games, it's like six of them you're shaking up the lines to yeah. get them going, and it's like, well, maybe that's because it's not working. The best mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> uh, interesting about uh, the marks from signing is. Uh, we're not uh, anyone who listens to this. They know we're not like a news breaking type. We don't have. We're not insiders. We're not breaking new news here. We're basically reporting on news that's being that's out there. But I do have it on pretty good authority from someone that the flames, uh, that the the flames, or pardon me, Markstrom was extremely close to signing with Edmonton, oh, and wow. the, and the flames actually got him for met less money but longer term. 
And he oh. and he made that decision. He decided he'd rather go to Calgary for less money and longer term than sign a shorter term. Probably would have been a five year deal in Edmonton Ooh, for whatever that's worth. That, that's a that's a nice little yeah little gut punch to the Oilers there. And plus, we took him from Vancouver, <laughs> so that's a nice little gut punch to them. So yep. this this was a really nice free agency for True Living, kind of yep. uh, kicking a few opponents and, and making his team better. He didn't sign an over thirty power forward. He stayed away from his kryptonite. Well, let's see. Maybe he can trade Gaudreau for one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Let's. Um, what do we got? Unrestricted. Uh, oh, these are the previous cap hits they're showing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoffman's still available, so I guess the longer you wait, maybe, um, maybe he gets cheaper. I wonder where he's gonna go. Yeah, I, 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 I like him. From what, um, like, uh, Chris Johnston was saying and, mm-hmm. and everything is that as soon as Taylor Hall signed, that's when the Hoffman, Hoffman would be the next shooter. Hoffman drop would there. be the next shooter drop because he's waiting to see what the market is for him so he can like set his so that that should be interesting right interesting um there's still some interesting names out there that could be had on cheaper deals yeah you know um, but without the flames the flames basically they need to take care of their two restrictive free agents before dipping their toe in free agency some more for sure and once they do they're gonna have very little cap space so it would be hard for them to sign a ufa unless somebody's moving out yeah yeah all right, let's transition to the NBA. The Lakers won the NBA title. Uh, turns out LeBron James and Anthony Davis are pretty good. I don't know if you knew this. That's a nice combination. Yes, that is a nice combo. Uh, yeah. And what uh, it was kind of overblown their their depth. You know, there was a lot of people uh, on the talk show saying that they didn't have the depth needed to win. But yeah, believe every, it or not, you don't need it in basketball when you got those two guys. Yeah, and you know what? The the depth came through when they had to. Dwight yeah. Howard played. Fine. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Rondo, Rondo was playoff Rondo. Rondo was a nice addition there. I don't you think know, they win it without uh, adding him. Danny Green was hit and miss throughout the year, but has he been was for, okay. Has been for a couple of years now. Um, but you know who I was most impressed with, uh, and I think this is across the board, is Jimmy Butler, man. Yes. That guy was a fucking animal he in is, that series. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I watched out of the six games. It went six, right? Yeah, it went yep. six games. I think I watched four. Oh, okay. nice! Yeah, uh, I miss. Of course, I missed the game when the Lakers win. Of course, yeah. Uh, but I just, I remember, I, I every time, and I would turn to my wife. I'm like, Jimmy Butler's like, like fucking amazing. I know, you know, and he was being guarded by Anthony Davis like the last two or three games. Yeah, and still he was playing like a goddamn animal. Yeah, I still don't think, even with as much publicity as he's gotten over the last few years, I still don't think he gets credit for being as good as he is. When, so good when you think about the top players in the league, you go, you say quite a few names before you get to Jimmy Butler, and it, maybe it's because... We, we may be wrong on that, because yeah. he showed, especially when Drogic went down and, and Adebayo went down, Yeah, it was like, but he just kind of took over. It's all, I mean, he's, he's a talented guy, don't get me wrong, but it's all drive with him, right? Because he's not the most, he's not a freak athlete like LeBron is. He doesn't have the best shooting stroke. He doesn't have, you know, he's just kind of a tenacious bulldog mm-hmm. who, who thrives in these high-pressure situations and loves to win. Yeah, yeah. So I was very impressed with him. Yeah. Um, that Heat team's not going away. No, That's going to be they're a, good. They're they're good young team. shooters. Tyler uh, Hero and Duncan Robinson. Yeah. They're like they they're set up to yeah to create havoc in the in the East with the Celtics and uh, and the Raptors and the Bucks going forward. I'm not putting the Sixers in that. Like I don't know. They're, I know I know they went and hired Doc Rivers, but they're a mess. I in my head I'm like, man, you might need to trade it either Embiid or Simmons. You gotta you gotta fucking switch something there. Yeah, they know? got they got a lot of uh, a lot of high end 
players, but they're not jiving together at all. Yeah. Um, so that that East is going to be a dogfight next year. You figure the Nets are going to be better with Durant and Kyrie back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, Jimmy Butler, man, props a, props to that guy. He's a um, beast. He, he Amazing performance. I got to give some props to, this isn't crazy because he's one of the best players in the history of the game, but LeBron James took another step forward, in my opinion, with his fourth championship. Yep. Uh, now I move, you know, it might have been controversial before, but I always thought Larry Bird was still a little bit better than LeBron just because of what he's accomplished. I know that's crazy to people. I'm not saying he's a better athlete. I'm just saying I thought he was a little bit better. But now that LeBron has his fourth, I'm obviously I'm going to move him above uh, Larry Bird. Have you, so obviously with him winning his fourth, the Jordan comparisons came up again. Yeah. Have you seen the images online that showed like their their regular season stats, their awards, and then their playoff stuff? No, I haven't. Okay, so regular season stats, so like blocks, points, yeah. all that stuff. LeBron is uh, it ranks higher than Jordan. Okay, in every single category. And then you get to the playoffs. Playoffs, he ranks higher than Jordan in every single oh, category, okay. stats wise. Okay. okay? Right. But then when you get to the awards, yeah, uh, obviously NBA titles six to four, but. LeBron has like the all all, um, all NBA teams. He's got more right. uh, All Star appearances. He has more. Jordan has more All Defensive teams. Okay. Jordan has more NBA Finals trophies because mm-hmm. he got five of six. Five of six, I, be- I believe. I don't think he got it in one of them. Uh, but Jordan like leads him in just a few categories there. So like LeBron is passing Jordan in everything, and he's only thirty five. Only 35. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah, he's only 35, and the way he's playing... He wants to play with his son, and that's not crazy, really. That's not crazy, and and if Anthony Davis signs with them... Yeah. He's got a player that's that's probably better than him now, yeah. like, for, for a game oh, changer. Yeah. yeah, And he could just be himself, especially next year, which, which would be a, a shortened season, which right. is better for an older guy like him. Yeah. Fuck, they could win again next year, and then suddenly he's at five, and then it's the the chase for six. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, hey, that's good on him. I there you could you could look at this one of two ways, right? Because you could say with what he's accomplished now that he's creeping in on Jordan, it's it's almost a shame. Like you could, yeah, like I said, you could look at it both ways because you could argue that. You know, he should have won a couple more with the amount of times he's been to the finals. He should have won at least one with the Heat. Yeah. Like, he only got two with the Heat, and I think they went there four years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. He should have gotten three out of the four. Yeah. But at the same time, too, he's, you know... You could almost say he's lucky to have a couple, but yeah. just just because of the you know there was the Draymond Green incident where he punched someone in the balls, and then Ray Allen had to hit a big shot in the for for the Heat to win one of theirs. But hey, not taking anything away, man. The guy the guy's phenomenal. I think also that that kind of stuff gets overplayed. Like yeah. they're like, well, how like Braun's been there uh, ten times and he's only won four of them. You know, like like Jordan went six for six, yada yada yada. But you look at Jordan's teams that he had with him. And and look at a couple of the teams that fucking LeBron took mm-hmm. to to the finals. There was one Cavaliers year where Kyrie and Kevin Love were both hurt. Yeah, going into the Eastern Conference Final, and LeBron willed them. Yeah, and then ran up to, into that Warriors juggernaut. Right? Yeah, exactly. That first year he went to with the Cavaliers. His riding buddy was Big Z. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Sildrunas Agascus. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he fucking willed that team like to the NBA Finals. God, like, he's yeah. been around a while. They got they got smoked by uh, I think it was the Spurs that year or the or the Mavericks. I they they lost to the Mavericks one year, big time. 
Um, but that one, that might have been when he was with the Heat. I can't remember. I don't have. I think, yeah, Spurs with the yeah. Mavs, but you know yeah. he got worked there. But that's because it was him. Yeah. And and like a, a substandard supporting cast, and the the Cavaliers, um, two like because they they went to the finals three straight times. The Cavs did they not? Mm-hmm. Yes, and they only won the one time. Yeah. And each time that they lost, like. He had guys missing in the lineup, and it was those were by far the worst teams he's taken to the finals. By far, the Heat probably should have had three out of four instead of two out of four. Yeah, Um, but But, hey, like the fact that we're having this discussion means we're nitpicking, right? Exactly. Like he, I mean, the guy's a beast. And here's the other thing: what what was the big thing against him? Well, he's only getting there because he's in the East, and the East is weaker. Well, he went to the fucking West, and what did he do? Yeah, there you go. You know, so (laughs) it that's not what it is. No, you know that stuff's so fluid anyway. Those are those are tough arguments because it's fluid. Who's who's good and who's not? But hey, you you pair him up with Anthony Davis, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, someone I think it was Kendrick Perkins on ESPN pointed out that he's a that Anthony Davis is the the best teammate that LeBron could ask for and it that having those two together is a better combination than D Wade and LeBron James and to, I would agree with that to, yeah. to, to what Dwayne Wade even responded and said I agree 100 yeah. percent yeah so it's a it's a match made in heaven uh Anthony Davis was just he's phenomenal to watch when he came out of uh college all you and obviously everyone knew that he was going to be great, but it's funny because when he comes out of college, he doesn't have a great jump shot. Um, he's really just a high end defensive player, mm-hmm. and now he has just turned into kind of everything you want in a in a big man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that's been our episode yeah. for this week. We'll be back in another couple of weeks. Uh, we'll have a uh, Major League Baseball champion. I'm going to um, have to uh, read up and figure out what's going on there because <laughs> I haven't given a shit. I have not either. Um, <laughs> I just want the Astros to lose. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Especially after, because uh, I know they beat, who they beat the Athletics, and then Carlos Correa came out and was talking shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, you motherfucker, you cheated. Yeah. Like, it aggravates me, like, that they're getting, like, like, they got this chip on their shoulder because it's us against the world. You cheated. Like. Yeah, yeah don't turn yourself into a victim. Yeah, I know exactly. that's I know that's popular nowadays, but I'm not falling don't, for don't it. Don't fucking do that. So I don't want to see that. And the Dodgers could be cursed. So. Well, the Braves are freaking good. Uh, but the Dodgers got 11 runs, I think, in the first inning today. Oh, did they? I didn't yes. see it today. Yes. So, yeah, so maybe they, they woke up and figured out they have to help their pitching staff. All right. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Have a good one, everybody. See ya.